Hello gorgeous people, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today's episode is all about how to choose the right coach for you. Now we all know, don't we, the coaching industry is booming there are thousands of coaches to choose from. And, you know, whether you want a business coach, a success coach, a confidence coach, a mindset coach, a fitness coach, a health coach, a nutrition coach, a relationship coach, you get the point. There are a lot of coaches out there. This is the Building Online Sales Success Podcast helping you to build, market, and sell your offers online. I'm Rachel Howarth, and I'll be sharing the strategies that are allowing me and my clients to create online success. Sales can be easy, not sleazy. And in this show, you'll get to see behind the curtain and discover the sales secrets that will create the impact, income, and freedom that you have been dreaming of. It's time to stop doubting yourself and start creating the business that you truly deserve. You might choose to only have one at a time for working on a particular area of your life and personal growth. You might choose to have a number of coaches around you and be in different programs. You might have a one-to-one coach for business. You might choose to be in a group program for another area of your personal development. So choosing a coach is, is a pretty big deal, especially as it often comes with quite a hefty price tag, depending on what type of coaching you're looking to get. So I thought by sharing a few tips in this episode, I'm going to help you to really think about how your audience are viewing you, how your audience are deciding whether or not to work with you and to choose to invest in you as their coach. But also it's going to give you some insight, you know, into the things that you need to consider if you're looking to move into a coaching program to support you with your next level of growth. So let me get straight into it. There are six things, like I said, six things that I want to share with you. And there's one thing that is an absolute no-no that you must never use to choose a coach. So I'm going to get into it. The first thing is instinct. I do absolutely 100% believe that so much of this decision is firstly based on your instinct. That immediate alignment that you get with somebody, you know, when you meet somebody that you know is a stranger, you know that you've never met them before, but you have that feeling of instant connection. That's what I'm terming on this list of six things as instinct. Because the coach that I've chosen to work with now for myself, I had that feeling with her. It was an immediate, I know I don't know this person, but I feel like I do. I don't know anything about this person, but I feel like I know everything. Because I feel like I relate to her story. I feel like there's so many similarities. Once I listen to things about her, I feel like there are some big similarities in terms of how we got to where we are in our lives. And obviously she's in a very different place in her life to where I am in mine. But I feel like some of the journey has been the same and therefore feels very relatable. So instinct is a big thing. Now, there's nothing that I would urge you to do to try to make this part happen for you. So don't be looking at your audience thinking, how can I make them more instinctively choose me? Because if you try to be anything other than what you are naturally, you'll fail. 
you'll come across as inauthentic and it won't come across as believable. So my advice on this point is just be you. Don't try to be anybody else. Don't compare yourself. Don't try to make more of a certain story to, you know, make it more vulnerable than it actually was or make it, you know, you become more of the heroine than you than you really were in that story. Don't don't dramatize anything. Just be you. Tell the truth, lean into your personal story, share it, be vulnerable, be open. But don't dramatise any of it. Don't um, extend any of it. Don't flower it up. If it's bland and vanilla, it's bland and vanilla, yeah? Just be you. And that way, your your instinctive gut reactions can be seen as authentic, yeah? Your audience can authentically connect with you. There is no point in getting somebody to connect with you if they're connecting with something that isn't the real you, okay? So point one is instinct. Just lean into that thought, sit and think about it for a while. Am I showing enough of the real me to allow that instinct to even happen? The second point is values alignment, you know, like really thinking about when you're choosing a coach, does this person have an alignment with my personal values, with my principles? Do they stand for what I stand for? Or do they stand for something that I truly believe in? Yeah, do they really articulate that in a way that you kind of listen to them and you you feel like you want to go, yeah, I'm right there with you, yeah? Like, do you feel like you want to get behind their mission? Values alignment is a big thing and it kind of goes hand in hand a little bit with instinct because when you hear that that values alignment is there, it immediately makes you, you know, feel more relatable to that person. So if you're thinking about choosing a coach for yourself right now, from the people that you're, you know, looking at, for the people that you feel connected with, just ask yourself, do I understand what their mission is? Do I really see how they fit into their mission, how I could fit into their mission? Are we on the same page with our principles in life and business? Okay, so that's a big thing. The third point is probably one of the biggest things to consider, and that is results. Does the coach that you're considering working with share results? Have you seen proven return on investment stories? Have you heard case studies? Have you have you maybe seen any interviews that they've done with previous clients? Have you seen any video testimonials, reviews? It could be Google reviews, Facebook reviews, LinkedIn recommendations. It doesn't matter where you find these reviews, but can you find evidence that people that have worked with this coach really have come out the other end singing their praises? Yeah, there are a lot of coaches out there, like we said, and, you know, sorting the wheat from the chaff can be a bit tricky and reviews and genuine testimonials can be a great way of, you know, really making that decision for yourself. Now, this is something that I'm working on in in my own business at the moment because I actually realise, although we share a lot of testimonials, I realise that what we haven't shared is case studies where I'm able to take a client that I've worked with and at the end of our period together, look back on that 12 weeks or six months, depending on what programme they're in, really look back on the journey and say, you know, where were you when we met? What were the things, what were the reasons why you came to me? How did I help you with those things? You know, what what methods did I teach you? What frameworks did we look at? What resources did I provide you with? How did I support you to get you from stuck to solved? How did I help you 
get to where you are now and really talk about where they are now and get them to reflect on the journey. Great case studies are amazing. You know, when you're choosing a coach for yourself, they're interesting to read and inspiring to read. But also for you as a coach, if you're not sharing case studies, and I've realized I'm probably not sharing enough case studies, then you could really be missing out because when your clients get amazing results, you know, we should be singing that from the rooftops. One of my amazing ladies, and I know that she listens to this podcast, so hello Sophie, if you're listening, she's just told me that before doing my four-day boot camp in January, her peak month was to sell 12 of her online courses. That was the best result that she'd ever got. And after joining me for my four-day boot camp, she closed out January on 60. So she went from 12 to 60 course sales in a month. And that's a five times, you know, five times the result. So I should be singing that result from the rooftops because that was my methods, my frameworks that I taught her. Obviously, I supported her from a cheerleader point of view. And she was part of a four day boot camp with me. But that is an amazing, amazing result. So I absolutely am going to be putting a case study together on you, Sophie, because if all my clients could get a five times result, you know, five times the course sales, five times the program enrollments, well, they would all be extremely happy, wouldn't they? So yeah, case studies, proven results, return on investment stories. These are the things that we should all be reviewing when we're looking to choose our next coach. So I said there were six things. I'll move on to number four. I'm calling this one long-term relationship. Is there a long-term relationship? Now, you might be a very impulsive person. You might be like a lady I spoke to the other day, Rebecca. She found my account on Saturday. She booked a call with me on Sunday. I think it was by Tuesday we were on the phone. And, you know, now we're talking about enrolling her in a program. She moved very, very quickly. She, you know, she watched a few of my videos. She made the decision very, very quickly. For me, when I chose my coach, it took me probably a year now, that might sound like I'm a slow decision maker. I'm actually quite impulsive. But it took me a year. Now, that was partly because, we're, you know, I invested $15,000 into my coach. So it wasn't a small amount of money. And I took my time deciding when it was the right time for me, whether she was the right coach for me, whether I was clear enough on exactly which direction I wanted to go in and exactly how you know, how I felt about the end result that I wanted to create. Because the first thing a new coach is going to ask me, just like a new coach would ask you, is what exactly do you want to create? (laughs) What is the result that we're going for here? And if I can't answer that question with absolute certainty, then I'm not giving my coaching program the best chance for success. So I, I spent a year really following this person, assessing her, deciding whether or not she was the coach for me. So it took me a year, but it doesn't need to take you a year. It could be that you're the same as Rebecca. You're quite impulsive. You find somebody whose style you love and you watch a few videos, you seek out some testimonials, you get that validation that, yep, I like this person and you make an inquiry. Okay. So think about that long-term relationship. It doesn't have to be long-term as in many, many months. It just has to be what you believe is enough time for you okay so think about that relationship does it feel to you like it exists or do you feel like you're just acting too impulsively 
Point five in my little list is methods. So before you choose a coach, have a look at what methods they use. Because there would be little point in you joining a coach or a coaching program if you don't already understand a little bit about the methods that they use. For example, there are coaches out there that will teach you how to launch. But if you want an evergreen business, there would be no point in you joining joining a launch coach because the method that you're going to then learn is not what you want. Okay, so really seek out the methods that they choose to get you from A to B. How do they transform your result, your mindset, your confidence, your success, your health? Yeah. How do they do that? Now, some coaches share more than others about how they do it. Some like to keep their methods a little bit more, you know, private and you only get to see the methods once you join. I believe a good coach will share with you the method because it is a big deciding factor in whether or not you choose that coach. If one of my clients or somebody on a discovery call with me asked me, how exactly are you going to get me from A to B, Rachel? I would be able to walk them through the steps because they're my steps. I've built them and I'm proud of them and I know that they work. So why would I not share that? Okay. So sometimes I talk about my methods on sales pages, like in my dream leads club, for example, we follow the leads method and I've built that through discovery of unpicking the results of about 26 of my clients when I reflected on how they got results, how they got such great results, I then built my leads method based on those proven results. So why would I not tell somebody about that? So if it's if it's you, if we're talking about, you know, whether or not you should share your methods with your audience, I would absolutely say that you should, okay? So if you're sat there now thinking, oh, do I even have a method? <laughs> then reach out to me in the DMs. This is an area of building a coaching business that I absolutely love helping clients come up with methods, frameworks, strategies, structures, maybe sometimes building a graphic or you guys know I love an acronym or a three-step process, a five-step process, a seven-step process. I love coming up with these methods, okay? So if you feel now a bit um, exposed because you don't have a method, please reach out to me over on Instagram in the DMs. I would love to help you to build your own coaching method. So that was point five in how to choose a coach. Lean into their methods, really you know, uncover what are their methods and do you believe in them? Can you believe in them and get excited about following them? Point six is a recommendation. Have you been able to find somebody out there who's been on that program, been working with that coach and who recommends them? You know, that, that trust transfer that happens when somebody else says, yeah, I've worked with that person. They were bloody amazing. That trust transfer really does mean a lot to us as humans, you know, because investing can feel risky. It can feel daunting. But when somebody else tells you that they did it before you and it was a good decision, that instantly reassures us and puts our mind at rest. So recommendation is a real big, big part of your method of choosing a coach. So let me just give you a quick run through how to choose a coach one, instinct, two, values alignment, three, proven results, four, the relationship that you've been able to build probably over a long period, but for some people, a short period, if you're an impulsive person, five, methods, 
Do you believe in their methods, their frameworks, their structures? And six, recommendation. Have you been able to find somebody else that recommends them? So they're the six things that I have used to choose my coach. Six things that your audience might be using to choose you as a coach. But there's one final thing I want to share with you in this episode. And that is one thing that I don't believe that you should ever use to choose a coach. And that is price. Now, I know that one of the biggest factors when choosing a coach is the investment. And I know it can be scary. I know it can. You know, trust me, when I was getting out my card details to pay $15,000 for my coach, I did have a couple of moments of, is this really the right thing for me right now? Of course, I'm going to do that. We're talking about $15,000. Now, no matter what the investment is for the coach that you're thinking of working with, price is always going to be a factor. But what I would urge you to do is don't use the price as in the pounds, the dollars, the actual figure. Don't use that as your deciding factor. Equate the investment with the change that you expect to see as a result of making the investment. That's where you ultimately base your decision. So for me, my choice was, do I invest this £15,000 and have a mindset of, am I going to get this £15,000 back? You know, I'm investing in a business coach to get me to a big financial result. Am I going to get this back? Well, if I don't believe that I'm going to invest 15 grand and get 15 grand back, well, then I'm absolutely in the wrong place. And I wouldn't have even got to that point if I thought it was going to be a simple transfer of 15 grand invested and return 15 grand. The actual um, result of that investment, in my mind, was before I made the investment, I treated myself. I bought some luxury candles, some luxury bath products, some other, you know, some clothes and accessories, things, just things that I wanted where I bought them in a way that I didn't think about the price. You know, I felt abundant when I was making those um, purchases and that helped me to get into that mindset of money is just energy. It's going to flow out and it's going to flow in. I also lent into the fact that I'm investing this money in a month where I've got a big launch. I've got a lot happening in my business. I'm going to invest the 15, but actually I'm going to get that 15 back immediately. That was my mindset. It's going to come back to me immediately. And it, and it has. My, my January, I did a, a live on Instagram on this yesterday. I had a 22K January. So you could argue that that abundant mindset helped me to create that great result. So think about not just the the pounds, the dollars, the number. Think about that investment as a mindset. Think about it as, you know, a feeling of abundance in you. Think about it as you saying no to scarcity and pushing away a mindset of lack and a mindset of fear and you welcoming in the results that you're going to get in place of the money that's about to leave your bank account. So don't choose price, but do consider return on investment. Return on, you know, that investment doesn't necessarily have to be monetary because, well, if you're investing in anything other than a business coach, really, sometimes the return is psychological or emotional. Yeah, if you're investing in a mindset coach, how, how do you put a price on mindset? You know, how, how can you do that? Well, you can't. If you're investing in a life coach, how can you put a price on your life? You can't do that. It's, it's very easy for me to say, oh, I'll, I'll invest $15,000 and I want to get 250 grand back. 
That's an, a simple mathematical no-brainer. But when it's life coaching, um, mindset coaching, health and nutrition, relationship, love, you can't put a price on those things. You really cannot put a price on those things. So why would you choose a coach based on price? You need to choose the coach based on the other six things I've shared with you and really lean into that decision and make it feeling totally invested you know, monetary, but also mindset too. So I hope that this has been useful for you if you are considering working with a coach right now, especially if that coach is me, then feel free to ask me any questions. I'll share, you know, any of my perspectives with you on how I made an investment decision. And of course, I always love to hear from you guys. So yeah, that's it for this episode. I'll see you in the next one. If you think that this episode will help anybody that you know, feel free to share the link with them point them in my direction. I'm often sharing the link in my stories over on Insta. So yeah, if you think that you know somebody in business who's going to get some benefit from listening to the Building Online Sales Success podcast, then please send them my way. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I'll see you in the next episode. So that's it for today. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If growing your business is a big priority right now and you'd like to get my feedback on how you could move forward with bigger and faster success, then take part in my free personal assessment. It's called Next Best Opportunity and I get back to you within three days of you answering 20 questions about your business and goals and I give you my tailored feedback. If that sounds like something that you would like to do, then just click the link below in the show notes or head over to my Instagram and have a chat with me in the DMs over there. 